Hey, want to thank you for trying out the Tim Hunter Oddcast. Uh, I am the Morning Mouth at KRKO Radio, inviting you to start out your workday with us because we give you songs that you can sing along with, and then we have fun like you're about to hear. I'm waiting. Nothing yet. Oh, here it is. Hey, hump day. Happy hump day. It's KRKO, Tim Hunter with Everett's Greatest Hits. I've managed to get to know some interesting people over my lifetime. And uh, one of the more interesting local people I've gotten to know is Gary Strombo. We've got him on the phone this morning. Good morning, Gary. Good morning, Tim. So you live in Everett. Yes, sir. You're a Norwegian. Yes. Yes, you can always tell a Norwegian. You just can't tell them much. And most people during the summer will build a deck or paint the house or something else. But you launched a company. Yes. I love to make lapsa, and I heard through the grapevine that uh, Larson's Bakery in Seattle was no longer handled lapsa. They didn't have anybody to, to supply it, so some long conversations in the family in the living room over coffee, and uh, we decided to give them a call, and they're excited. So that's the long story. The short story is we're now at Larson's, and we're providing them with lapsa and starting to grow out from there. For the non-Norwegians listening right now, uh, can you explain what lapsa is? Lapsa is the traditional Scandinavian flatbread. It's basically a tortilla made with potatoes. And uh, you make this at your house? Right now, we're making it at our house, and uh, in short order, we will be renting some kitchen space, actually. Wow. So did you ever think you'd get into the Lefsa business? No, actually, <laughs> no. I mean, I got into Lefsa, you know, I've made it as a kid, you know, but when I got married 15 years ago this year, my wife, for our first Christmas, gave me the full Lefsa kit, and then it sat there for, uh, I don't know, about six months. <laughs> And I didn't do anything with it. She pinged me and said, well, you know, the Sons of Norway are having a Lefsa competition. You should do it. I ended up winning for the uh, Sons of Norway District 2, which is Washington, Oregon, Alaska, Idaho, and Northern California. Oh, my God. Their potato Lefsa competition. Did you quit your other job, or are you doing this in the uh, after no, this hours? Is, this, is, this is on the side. We're, uh, I get home and quickly make up a couple of batches of dough. And then it's got to set up in the fridge for three or four hours. Mm -hmm. And then about six o'clock, we break out the grills and start going to it. Last night, about 10.30, we were finishing cleaning up. How many do you make in an, in an evening? 100 a night. You've got an empire going. And what is this lefsa called? It's called Sigrid's Kitchen mm -hmm. Potato Lefsa. Where did the name come from? Our lovely daughter. So she is in the kitchen making lefsa while you and your wife are watching TV, right? I would love that, actually. <laughs> That's kind of my end goal. You want to go to college, right, keep cooking. Right now, I'm chief roller, and my wife, Christina, is either flipping or dusting or packaging, and Sigrid is there flipping lefsas. Well, thank you, Gary. Appreciate the uh, information on uh, Sigrid's lefsa, born right here in Everett. All right. Well, thank you, and uh, enjoy your program. And I walk into a lot of stores here in Everett, and I, I hear it I hear it in the background, so it's always fun. Well, we appreciate that, Gary. Thanks for letting us know. And uh, it's kind of cool to be in on the, uh, the ground floor when the empire began, and you were there. Playing just the songs that are all about feeling good. It's KRKO Tim Hunter with Everett's Greatest Hits, and a special day 55 years ago today. 
If I say the word Beatlemania, does that mean anything to you? If you are of an age, it means that you could not wait until that Sunday night when they showed up on the Ed Sullivan Show. You'd been hearing about these guys. You heard their songs on the radio. Their albums would come out, and they would put every song on the album on the radio. Lunchboxes. I love Paul. I love John. I love Ringo. I love George Buttons. Uh, it was just insane. And while other groups have tried over the years, just nothing like that. Well, 55 years ago today, the Beatles came for the first time ever to the Pacific Northwest. They stayed at the Edgewater, they fished from their room, and then they performed in front of 14,300 people, most of them screaming at the Coliseum. And legendary disc jockey, Seattle disc jockey Pat O'Day, got to introduce the group. KJR in Seattle was the first radio station in the United States to play a Beatles record. It was not Murray the K in New York, it was KJR when VJ came out with a record by a funny group that nobody ever heard of, Arrive Special Delivery. We opened the package in my office and it was a group called The Beatles. I said, what a weird name for a group. We put it on the turntable in my office and I said, hey, let's stick it on the air tonight. This is kind of neat. Besides, what could be wrong with a group called The Beatles? That was the first Beatles radio link in the United States. Yeah, you know, and the big deal was the Beatles. But check out this list of opening acts. It was uh, the Bill Black Combo, the Exciters, the Righteous Brothers, and Jackie DeShannon. And that was just to warm the crowd up. Scalpers sold the $5 tickets for as much as $30. Oh, my. Anyway, that happened 55 years ago today. Thought you'd want to know. Hey, good morning and a special welcome. If you're brand new to KRKO, we're uh, picking up new listeners every day. Kind of a couple at a time as people tell their friends or, you know, the word gets out. It's great little radio station. Very proud of it. My name is Tim Hunter. More of Everett's greatest hits, the Eagles, Marvin Gaye, Linda Ronstadt. Coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, we're going to tell you more about the 55th anniversary of the Beatles performing here in the Northwest uh, in just a few minutes. But... Right now, i got to tell you about something a little odd that happened to me. Odd things tend to happen to me, and I just roll with it. But this one kind of weirded me out a little bit. I walked behind my car the other day, and I had my little KRKO window sticker on there in the Broadview Ale House, which is near my home. And I uh, there's another one over here for another alcoholic-connected facility. I don't know what it was. But on the left side of the rear window of my car, there was a yellow dot, about one inch across, nothing on it, just put on my car. And I don't know why. I didn't put it there. I don't know why someone would put it there. It just seems odd. So needless to say, my little mind's been going into overtime, trying to think of why someone would put a yellow dot on the rear window of my car. I've come up with some theories. In fact, five of them. These are the top five theories why someone put a yellow dot sticker on my car. Number five, my car is apparently 30% off. 
Number four, I'm not allowed to drive on roads in Western Australia. That's actually a rule, I Googled it. Uh, number three, aliens marking people to completely ignore during the big invasion coming up. Number two, I bought my car at Ross. However, the number one theory as to why someone would put a yellow round sticker on my car, well, they were out of blue ones. That only makes sense. We don't want to overthink this, you know? Oh, yeah, Everett's Greatest Hits, KRKO, Tim Hunter playing them for you, getting you going Wednesday. Singing along with a few songs before we get you to work, having some fun and remembering when. When do you ask? Well, I'm glad you asked. 1964. 55 years ago today, the Beatles performed in the Seattle Coliseum to 14,300 screaming fans. And we had true Beatlemania in the Northwest. Woolworths was selling Beatle wigs, Beatle bobbleheads, trading cards, and record albums, proclaiming it's a mad fad dad in their advertisements. Uh, Beatles stayed at the Edgewater Inn, fished from their room. They have the posters out there to prove it. They weren't afraid to put up a wall back then, a 350-foot-long plywood fence covered in barbed wire went around the hotel to protect the Beatles who arrived at the hotel by boat. The opening acts came on at 8 o'clock and at 9.25 p.m. Seattle disc jockey and radio legend Pat O'Day got to introduce the group. I was standing next to the stage after introducing the Beatles, listening to the music of the Beatles. And when I say listening to the music, I use the term loosely. You couldn't hear a thing. The screaming was so loud, the public address systems then were so inadequate, this was not a musical experience for the audience. It was a, a visual experience and an excitement experience, exemplified by the fact that George Harrison, who I'd gotten acquainted with in the dressing room before, I'm standing right next to, he's on the stage, I'm right next to the edge, he looks at me and he unplugs his guitar and then plugs it back in and spreads his hands like, what difference does it make? Nobody can hear it anyway. And they couldn't. But if somebody says, I went and saw the Beatles, that's accurate. If somebody says, I went to hear the Beatles, no. No one heard a thing. After I made the announcement, I said, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles, you know, it was Annie Annie over as far as it being an audio experience. So they played All My Love and Twist and Shout, You Can't Do That, She Loves You, Can't Buy Me Love, If I Fell in Love With You, I Want to Hold Your Hand, Boys, Roll Over Beethoven and Long Tall Sally, and they were done. They left the stage. The fans screamed and yelled. The band actually waited an hour before leaving the Coliseum, and when they did, they left in the rear of an ambulance, which snuck them into the heavily guarded Edgewater Inn. They made $34,000 for their performance, and get this, McDougal's Department Store purchased the carpet from the room where they stayed, they cut it up, and sold pieces for souvenirs. That is what happens when Beatlemania broke out. My goodness. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. 55 years ago today. He's dysfunctional in a fun kind of way. Tim Hunter on KRKO.